And we are live. I'd like to say good morning to everyone. Good morning to those that are on our online community. We thank and we praise you, Lord, for your wonderful, wonderful, wonderful blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We are excited, amen. We're excited to be uh, assembled with uh, the saints of God, amen. And most of all, we're excited about the presence of the Lord. Let's give God a hand clap of praise, amen. Amen, 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 amen. We're thankful and we're grateful. We'd like to dive right into our scriptures this morning. It's ironic that um, some of the songs that we sang this morning, we've been teaching on it for the past few weeks, especially about the war song. (laughs) Uh, When that came about, I got tickled. I didn't tell them why, but it just fell right in line with where we're going today. For the past, uh, Heavenly Father, bless your word. We thank you now. We pray, Father God, not one word fall to the ground. We bind up the adversary. We send him back to the pits of hell. He is not welcome here, and he has no authority. And we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The first place we're going to go to, we're going to have you to go to the book of uh, Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter number 6. And as we, as we uh, find ourselves there, we, the past three weeks in the uh, Wednesday night Bible study, first we talked about casualties of war. We, we spoke about casualties of war. And the Lord revealed to us how we become casualties of war. And in that, God told us, told us about uh, the WOA's wounded, WIA, wounded in action, those that are missing in action, and then finally you become a prisoner of war. And in that, uh, the Lord revealed to us, in order to uh, come to that place where you're uh, wounded in action, it's because what we do is we stop eating. We, we, we don't have any nourishment. And so when we don't have uh, nourishment, spiritual nourishment, because you can get all the physical nourishment that you want, but if you don't get spiritual uh, nourishment, you will find yourself wounded in the war. You'll become wounded in action. And it's imperative that we eat and we, stop, we do not stop eating. And then the Lord revealed to us that when we stop eating, when we become wounded in action because of the the lack of of nourishment, the lack of the word, then the Lord let us know we can become missing in action when we stop eating. So how do we become missing in action? See, when we we become missing in action, it's like the Bible talks about uh, do not forsake the assembling uh, together as some already have. So the Lord let us know that when you see somebody that's been wounded in action, eventually they will become missing in action. You won't really see them that much anymore. Amen. And then God says when we find ourselves not eating the word of God, God says this. He says now we can easily become a POW. That is a prisoner of war. In other words, you will become a prisoner of Satan. Whenever you stop eating the word of God, when you don't uh, allow the nourishment of God to to come into your spirit, then it gives the enemy the opportunity to take you out. So we want to be very, very, very careful there. And then the Lord began the next week, he began to talk to us. He began to talk to us about knowing your enemy. Hmm. Listen, if you're in war, and we've talked about that war song, you got to know you're surrounded by God. And if you don't know your enemy, your enemy can take you out. And one thing about knowing your enemy, the Lord told us, was the fact that the enemy is drawn to beauty. Not only is the enemy drawn to your light, but it's also drawn to beauty. And we're going to get to all that as well. And then the Lord uh, went on to let us know about the keys of the kingdom. The keys of the kingdom. We have to be able to have the keys of the kingdom. When we're in war, we got to know what keys to use. Amen. Now we're going to go into our text for today. Ephesians chapter number 6. We're going to begin reading verses 16 and 17. 
The title of this message this morning is A Crack in Your Armor. A Crack in Your Shield. A Crack in Your Shield. Been sitting on this about three or four weeks. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is good. Because he continued to give me things to confirm what he said. So we're talking about a crack in your shield. A crack in your shield. Ephesians chapter number 6. Looking at verse number 16. Verse number 16. Are we there? It says, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And then verse 17 says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, when, 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 when Paul was, was in the Roman prison, he was there and he was able to observe, he was able to observe the, the soldiers And as he began to look at their attire, there were many things that stood out. But today we want to talk about the crack in your shield and how it got there and what we can do about it to get it back the way it's supposed to be. Because oftentimes we get fiery dots from the adversary that we're not supposed to be receiving. Amen. Sometimes we get fiery dots, but we're not supposed to be receiving. Now, when Paul looks at that Roman soldier, what he sees as he began to look, he, he looks at his shield. Now, the Roman soldiers had two types of shields. They had two types of shields. They had a smaller shield, and then, which is called palma, and then they had a much larger shield, which is about four feet tall, two and a half inches wide, and that shield was called a door. Okay, and we're going to get into all that, so we got to understand about a lot of things. Now, with that first shield, the first shield, that small shield, it was really called the shield of beauty. It was called the shield of beauty. When, when you would look at that shield on the Roman soldier's side, it symbolizes something, that beauty. It symbolizes worship. It symbolizes prayer. It symbolizes intimacy with God. It symbolizes the intercession, praise, and it was your victory shield. That's the small shield that when he first looked, that's your victory shield. Now, one thing we have to understand is this. We have to note about that small shield. It was also used in dance. And that's why when we go into praise and worship, we have intimacy with God. It's a powerful, powerful thing. And one thing we do note is this. When we come into the house of the Lord, we come in with that small shield, that victory shield, that shield of beauty. You don't come into the house with the shield of beauty. You don't, when you come into the house with the shield of beauty, you come into praise. You come in here to worship. You come to do adoration unto the Lord. But one thing we don't do when we first come in into the house of the Lord to worship, we don't bring the big shield. Now, the big shield is a shield that you go to battle with. Can I get an amen? So when we come inside of the house, we come inside the house to worship. We don't come inside to fight. Can I get an amen? Because that means you're using the wrong shield. You're using the wrong shield. See, the first shield that we use is that shield of beauty that comes in. Now, let me show you what will, how we can put ourselves on the hit list of God when we come in with the wrong kind of shield. Now, let's go to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number 6, Proverbs chapter number 6, Proverbs Chapter number 6. And we're going to begin with verse number 16. Can we teach today? Amen. I don't want to hoop and holler and scream. I just want to teach. Amen. Amen. Because you can't chew and you can't chew and talk at the same time because you're going to get your food down right. Amen. Now, let's go to Proverbs chapter number 6. And we're going to begin at verse number 16. This is why we have to make sure when we come into the house of God, we come in with 
the right shield. Because if we don't come in with the right shield, we can have ourselves on the hit list of God. Now, verse number 16. Verse 16 in Proverbs 6 says, These six things doeth the Lord. What? What does that word say? Hate. Then he says, Yea, seven are an abomination. In other words, it's detestable unto him, unto God. Okay? Now, looking at verse number 17, it begins to identify these things that God hates. That's why you got to be careful what shield you come in with when you come in through the door. Because we come in with praise and worship and exaltation. We've already had intimacy with God before we ever left the house. Amen. Now, verse number 17 says, this is what God hates. He says, a proud look. Mm. Uh, What kind of tongue? A lion tongue. And then it says, God also hates hands that shed what kind of blood? Innocent blood. Innocent blood. And then verse 18 says, and a heart that devises wicked imaginations. And then he says, feet that be swift and running to mischief. Now, this is all the stuff God hates. But watch verse number 19, because that's why it's so important that we come in with the shield of beauty. Verse 19 says, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth what? Discord among who? The brethren. In other words, when you're sowing discord in the house, amen, that you put, you put yourself on the hit list of God. So that's why it's important when we come in, we come in with that shield of beauty. We come in with worship and praise. And this is how that Holy Spirit, how he comes and he sits and he rests. Because I'm like this, I want the Holy Spirit to rest. Amen. Now, let's look also at verse number 14. Because we're talking about how we're supposed to come into the house of the Lord. Now, verse 14 says, forwardness is in his heart. Who are they talking about? He says, he devises mischief how often? All the time. He said continuously. Continuously. What does it say? He soweth. What does he sow? Discord. Tell you the danger of sowing discord. Because see, when you when we come in with a shield to fight, that 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 second shield, that that big shield, when we come into battle, we don't come in in the house of God fighting. We come in the house of God in worship. Now it says in verse fifteen, it, it tells us about those that are sowing discord. Verse fifteen says, "Therefore, shall his what calamity? How quick is going to come to him?" It says it was going to come, what, suddenly. <laughs> That's what the Bible, I can only give you what the words say. So we want to be careful that we do not sow seeds of discord in the house of Lord because our calamity will come suddenly, quick, okay? And then it says, suddenly shall he be broken without a remedy. Oh, my God. So, so that's why it's important that when we come in, we come in with the right shield. Now, let's look at Second Chronicles, because we're going to walk through this and we're going to teach. Second Chronicles. I got so excited. I got so excited. Been sitting on it. Been sitting on it for three or four weeks here. All right. Second Chronicles, chapter number 20. Second Chronicles, chapter number 20. Second Chronicles. Chapter number 20. This is show you how important it is to come in with, that, with the shield of beauty. The shield of beauty. It's very important that we come in with worship. Because, see, as they sung that song about this is how I fight my battle, you don't realize how important worship is when it comes down to fighting your battle. Second Chronicles, chapter number 20. Are we there? And we're going to begin looking at verse Number 20, verse number 20. We're going to look at verse number 20. It says in verse number 20, it says, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, 
Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. And then he says, Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Now, let's, let's, let's break this down. Now, it's talking about the wilderness of Tekoa. Now, Tekoa there means trumpet. And that wilderness is that dry place. Keep in mind now, we're talking about crack in your shield. Keep that in mind. Now, we have to also understand, it says, when they went forth, it says, Jehoshaphat stood. Now, the word Jehoshaphat there, in the Hebrew, it means Jehovah is judge. Jehovah is judge. And see, what we have to also understand you can write this down, but you don't, if you want to turn to it, you can. It's not listed there. Now, when it talks about Jehovah being judge, the book of Romans in chapter 14, verse 4, it says, Who are we to judge another man's servant? It is up to God, who is his master, whether he standeth or fall. He shall be holding up. God is able to make him stand. That's why we have to be careful. See, because you don't dress like me, you don't look like me, you're not my color, then you are not my judge. The Bible says, who are you to judge another man's servant? We have no See, you see, this is what I love about God. God sends in whomever he so desires. They won't look like you, they won't smell like you, but they got more God in them than you have in you. How do I know that? Because of the way you treat folks. See, when God, starts, when God starts sending folk in, and he's going to sin, because see, mm, 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 mm. Holy Spirit now, <laughs> let, 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 let's, let's, let's talk about this. We're talking about getting big. You better go look at some of them, these mega ministries that's big, because you don't know what's going on in the house. Hillsong, we even sing they songs. The pastor. The, the man over the place, what is he? A pedophile. Got, cho- got, got churches all over the world, but we're so caught up on numbers. You better be caught up on the souls that that individual has. Keep your eyes open. Begin to, begin to watch and listen. We got people all over the world that's listening to the gospel. And let me tell you something. Everything that comes through the house... That don't mean it's pure. And everything that's sitting in the house does not mean that it's pure. We, we, we have to understand what we're asking for. Boy, if y'all only knew some of the things that we come to Dr. Manley and, I, and our ear, you, if you'd be, you would be amazed at some of the things that have been told to us. Now, okay. Now, let's, let's go back to the Word. Let's go back to the Word. Yeah, let's go back to the Word. We're going to pray for those places that are major loss. Because people's lives is at stake. People's lives are at stake. See, this is not an easy task here. Because, see, we got duties. you got responsibilities. You'd be surprised. Now, watch what the Word says here in Second Chronicles chapter 20. When, when, the ju- when the judge, Jehovah judges, Jehoshaphat, watch what he says. He tells them, first thing, he said, hear me. We got so many folk dull of hearing. God says, hear me, O Judah. And then he talks about the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Watch what he says. He says, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Now, when you look at the Hebrew meaning for the word believe and establish, they mean the same thing. <laughs> Go back and research. It means the same thing. It means to be firm, to have a courageous mind, to build and support. It has the same, same meaning. It says believe in the Lord your God. You're going to be established, okay? You, you, you'll be firm. You, you're going to be built. But then it also says believe is what? What's that word? P R O 
P-H-E-T-S. Why y'all cry? Believe, believe. It's the word of God says believe. It's the same believe word that means to support. That means to, to be firm, to build. He said you believe the prophets and then it says so shall ye do what? It says you shall prosper. You shall prosper. Do we believe what the word of God says? Y'all ain't saying a word. Do you believe what the word of God says? The word of God says, if you believe in God, you're going to be established. If you believe in the prophets, it says you're going to prosper. Hmm. Now, you want to say, well, what does that word prosper there means in the book of Hebrew? Now, the word prosper there means to push forward. If you believe what the word says, the prophet, you're going to prosper. That means you will push forward, you will succeed, and you'll be beyond your expectation. Hello. A couple of months ago, I was called to the office of prophet. Didn't want it. Didn't desire it. Never said anything about it. In fact, I was scared of it. And anybody with common sense will be scared too. But it says that when, if you believe God, you're going to be established. You, you'll build up. You will support. Then it goes on and it says, if you believe in the prophet, you are going to prosper. Whose word are we going to believe? What did the Bible say? We shall believe the word of the Lord. Amen. Is this not the word of the Lord? Or do we pick and choose what we want out of the book? This is the word of the Lord. Okay? Now, let's keep going. Amen. Amen. All right. Now. Okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Watch what happens in verse number 21. Okay? Verse 21 says, in Second Chronicles chapter 20, it says, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed what? Singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the what? The beauty of holiness. See, that's why you got to come in, in the house with the right shield. That's, you got to have the right shield. That, that, that small shield is for praise. It's for worship. It, it's for exhortation. It, it, it's for anything that's going to elevate the Lord. That's why we got to come in with that shield first. Because watch what happens now. It says, and that should praise the beauty of holiness. And, and they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Do you not know worship is a weapon of warfare? Why do you think they have worship before the word comes forth? It's a, it's a, it, it is also a weapon. Because, see, we talked about weapons of, uh, on Wednesday night. Right? When we talked about those different keys. We talked about prayer. We talked about praise. And that's what the scripture showed us. See, we got to understand when we come into the house of, and do worship, it, it, God put, oh, Holy Spirit. He put worship and praise before he sent the army out to battle. So if we, if we decide to, to take the door shield, the big shield, and bring it into the house, we, we got it backwards. Because you come in with, with the, 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 the praise, you come in with singing, and God sent those first before the army. Now watch what happens now. Watch the word. Watch the word. He says, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. That, that was praising the beauty of holiness. Watch verse number 22 in Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 22. Watch what happens when we, we go into worship and we go into praise. Verse 22 says, and when they, is they singular or plural? We got, we got any people in the house? Singular or plural? You know. Okay. It's, and when they, that means it had to be unison. When they began to sing and to praise, 
the Lord set an ambush against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which was come up against Judah, and they were smitten. Anytime we come up against praise, don't you know we will kill our, our own selves? See, this is what God was saying here. And he says, now, you send out those, those singers, those, those worshipers, send them out before the army. And he said, when you do that, he said, I'm going to ambush. Huh. God says, I am going to ambush the enemy. Well, when you look at the name Ammon, that's there, Ammon, in Second Chronicles, the meaning of that in Hebrew means hidden. See, anytime we go into praise and, and, and worship and adoration, that spirit that is hidden, God will expose it every time. And then the word Moab means secretive, which is an ancestral spirit that is, ooh, and it's been birthed from the flesh. See, we've got to understand all of this. See, if we get to the point where we don't understand what God's word is saying, maybe we just stop eating. Now, 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 let's continue. Let's continue, okay? Because, see, you've got to put the singers out front. That's what the Lord said. You, you put the singers out front first, and they're going to praise the beauty of his holiness. And when they praise the beauty of, of his holiness, then it's going to ambush the enemy. Amen? Now, let's go now. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter number 28. Ezekiel. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ezekiel chapter number 28. Ezekiel chapter number 28. Ezekiel chapter number 28. Let me show you something. Okay, Ezekiel chapter number 28. And we're going to start reading at verse number 2. Are we there? Ezekiel chapter number 28, verse number 2. It says, Son of man... Say unto the prince of Tyrus, Thus saith the Lord God, Because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, that this, this, this rouse is crazy, but it's not a man. But yet it says so. Watch this. He says, I am a God. That's with the capital G. He had lost his mind. He says, I, watch this. He says, I sit. In the seat of who? He sits in the seat of God. And then he says, I sit in the seat of God. And before that he says, I am God. He says he's in the midst of the seas. Now that word seas there, it represents people. Okay? He said, yet thou art a man and not God. Though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. He's trying to exalt himself to be, say that he is God. He's literally lost his mind. He's lost his mind. He's lost his mind. Now, verse number three says, what, what, this is what messes Satan up. And this is why it gets him to be at a place where he thinks he's more than what he is. Verse three says, Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no what? No secret that they can hide from thee. They told my Satan that he's more wiser than Daniel. And that was no secret. Listen, sometimes we, 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 we try, we're so busy worried about the hiding stuff from God, we don't know Satan got hope to it too. The Bible says now, he said, there's no secret that they can hide from thee. He's talking about tithes, but he's also talking about Satan. And we're going we're gonna to prove that point. We're going to show you the scriptures. Now, verse number 4. In Ezekiel chapter number 28 says, With thy wisdom and with thine understanding, thou hast gotten thee what? Riches. Verse number 4, Ezekiel chapter number 28. He says, With his wisdom, with his understanding, he says, Thou have gotten thee riches and have gotten gold and silver into thy treasure. Mm, 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 mm. Now, verse number five says, By thy great wisdom and by thy traffic hast thou increased thy riches 
and thine heart is lifted up because of thy riches. You see, when he talks about him being trafficked, in other words, he was able to go in between two worlds. Because before, in the very beginning, Satan was with God. Now he's been cast down here to the earth. So he's trafficking. He's, he's able to go in between two realms. Amen. And then he, he talks about how he uses his wisdom. And understand. see, that's why you got to be careful when you got wisdom. You have to be very careful. Because, see, he misused wisdom in order to gain riches. That's the word. This is what he did. Now look at verse number six. Now, verse 6 in there, in Ezekiel chapter number 28 says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God. Now, he didn't set his heart up like he got. Uh-uh. No. Now, let's drop on down here, and let's really uh, do some identification So we'll get a clear understanding. Now, verse number 12 in Ezekiel chapter number 28. Watch what God is saying. He says, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto them, say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the psalm full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Satan is perfect in beauty. That's why he's attracted to worship. You remember now we talked about that small shield? That small shield is a shield of beauty. You see, Satan is attracted to that because, see, he once had that. He had that beauty. So he's attracted to it, okay? Now, looking at verse number 13, he says this. Thou hast been in Edom, the garden of God. Mm-hmm. Every precious stone was thy covering. Sardis, topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onks, the jasper, the, the sapphire. And then he comes on down and he talks about the gold. And then he talks about the workmanship of thy tabrics and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. He had musical abilities in the day that he was created. Why do you think the enemy, I don't care where it is all over the world, Satan will come in and he will tie up praise and worship if he can. And the reason why he, all that was in him. See, he, he's attracted to worship. Why? He wants to worship. He wants God's worship. That which, that's due to God, Satan wants that. So that's why when we come in with the shield of beauty, we've got to fall into worship, fall into praise as if we are losing our minds. Because it's attracting the adversary. It attracts the adversary. Now, let's continue. Let's continue. Now, verse number 14 says this. He says, Thou art the anointed shirt that covereth. And I have set thee so. God did that in the beginning. Watch this. It says, Thou was, was, W-S-T, past tense, upon the holy mountain of God, hath walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. The stones of fire are the sons of God. And then verse 15 says, Thou was perfect. In thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. He said you were perfect in all your ways until iniquity was found in you. Now, you know, I began to research that word iniquity. Yeah, it means sin, but it also means something else too. What does it mean? You know what it said? When we begin to fall in this part here, he says, We're perfect in thy ways from the day that thou have created till iniquity was found in thee. You know what that word iniquity really means there? It means treason. 
He committed treason. <laughs> Satan committed treason. Well, why, why, why do you say he committed treason? You see, treason is the betrayal of one of the highest form of a country. It's an extreme act against God. When you think about treason today, if you commit treason in your country, you, you can expect you're going to be standing in front of firing squad. It's only by the grace of God that we are not standing in front of a firing squad to be executed. Because, you know, sometimes we all try to get beside ourselves, don't we? Thank you. Somebody said, yes, we do. Amen. But see, look at the danger. The danger when, 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 when we are betrayer of the most, of the most highest form. Betrayal. You're betraying God. See, that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to betray God. Now, verse number 16 says, By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. And thou hast sinned. Remember, I told you he tra- he's a trafficker. He goes from both, both realms, <laughs> spiritual and earthly. And then it says, therefore, watch what happens now when we commit treason against God. He says, therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. In other words, you're going to lose your, your position among the saints, the sons of God. Yeah, that's what that word says. He, and, and he goes on and he says, And thou have seen, therefore I will cast thee as uh, profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering sherbet, from the midst of the stones of fire. Listen, I don't want to lose my place in the body of Christ. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to lose my place in the body of Christ. It's too much hell going on out here now. When, when he blows that trumpet and he says, servant, well done, thy good and faithful servant, I don't want to lose my place. I want to make sure I make it in. That, that, that's, our ult- that's the ultimate goal. Satan says, I'm going to cast you down, you'll lose your place. And then verse 17 says, thine heart, watch this. Remember I told you he's attracted to beauty? Now, verse number 17 says, thine heart was lifted up because of thy what? Thy beauty, and then it says, Thou hast corrupted what? You've corrupted your wisdom. It says, You've corrupted the wisdom by reason of thy brightness, and I will cast thee to the ground, and I will lay thee before kings that they may behold it. In other words, everybody's gonna see. That's I'm, I'm gonna cast you down to the ground. You see, see, it's so important and so imperative that we learn that when we come into the house of, of worship, when we come in here, we come in with praise and worship. But let's get to the, the crack in the shield. Huh. Let's get there. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. We're almost there. Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. Everybody all right? Amen. Ephesians chapter number four. And we're going to look at verse number 11. Starting with verse 11. Ephesians chapter number four. Okay. We talked about cracks, crack in your armor or crack in your shield because we've been dealing with two shields. Now, Ephesians chapter number four, verse number 11 says, this is after Christ. He talked about Christ's ascension and dissension. Verse 11 says, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. Now, look at the purpose of what man called the fivefold ministry. Look at the purpose. It says in verse number 12, verse number 12, Ephesians chapter number 4, it says, for the perfecting of the saints. This is the order set by God. The order set by God. And it says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, 
for the edifying of the body of Christ. That order has been set by God to build the body of Christ. Now, when you look at verse number 13, how long is this supposed to be? Verse 13 says, till we, how many? All. Verse 13, chapter number 4, book of Ephesians. Till we all come in the what? The unity of the faith. We're going to understand about that word unity there. Until we all come into the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Perfect meaning a matured man until the measure of the statutes of the fullness of Christ. In other words, this order has been set in, been set by God. It has a purpose for building, building up the body of Christ. And not only that, but it brings us into the unity of faith. That's important. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Okay? And then it goes on and it says this. Well, verse 13, it's talking about uh, to the maturing uh, until we all come, all come into maturity. All right? Now, let's now look at Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ephesians, whew, thank you, Lord, chapter number 5. And we're going to look at verse number 26. Okay? You see, we talked about the beauty shield, right? That comes in for worship. Now, the next shield that we, we come into battle with is, is, is shaped like a door, okay? It's made from two pieces of wood. It's bent together. It's covered with a canvas. This is what Paul was seeing and understanding. And it had some form of cow hide or, uh, cow hide or leather on it. And Paul was calling it the shield of faith. He was calling it the shield of faith, okay? It's put together. You remember that was the word we said we need to remember. We talked about till we all come into the unity of faith. See, during, during the season of battle, when they went to war, that big shield, that large shield, sometimes whenever a situation takes place, even in our own lives or in the body of Christ and anybody else's life, you want to put all those shields together. Okay, talking about that big shield. It's shaped like a door. And because it's shaped like a door, then when, when, when you go into war, and if you've seen any of those war, those, uh, war pictures well, where they've had uh, uh, back in the day, those, those, those uh, Egyptians and all of them, when they go to war, all right, now you will note that those shields will bend, and, uh, and that whole group, they become united. They can also take the same shield, that Lord shield, and they can put it over the top of their heads. So anything that's thrown down at them, it will quench that. It will stop all of that. So there are times when the body of Christ has to put their shield together, all right, to fight the enemy. Paul calls it the shield of faith. I've got something this morning about faith. I can't tell you now, but I'll tell you on Wednesday night. But anyhow. See, you got to have that big shield. You got to have that big shield. You got to be united. If, if we're not united, there's a reason. There is a crack in your shield. Now, whenever there's a crack in your shield, that's because we've stopped eating. We've stopped nourishing with the word of God. We have not been, as it says in Ephesians chapter number five, Ephesians chapter number five, verse number six. Ephesians chapter number 5, because we're talking about the crack in your shield. Verse number 6 in Ephesians chapter 5 says, That he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water, where? By the word. See, it's the word that washes us. we got to have the word. You cannot discard the word and think you're going to quench all the fiery dots of Satan. It doesn't work that way. Because the Bible does say that in these latter days, in these last days, there will be a famine of the word. He didn't say it's going to be a famine of food and water and drink. No, he said there's going to be a famine of the word. So it's so important that we get the word. We get the word on the inside of us. 
It's very important that we get the word. We got to be, we, we have to be washed by the word. You see, what those soldiers did was they would take, when it was dry, when that shield was dry, they would take that big shield, they would dip it in water, to soak it in water. After they soaked it in water, then on their belt, they had this little small vial, which was olive oil. Then they had to soak it in the anointing. So you say, well, what does that have to do with me And if i got a crack in my shield? Well, let me tell you how you got a crack in your shield. When those fiery dots come, if your shield has been washed by the Word of God, if your shield, your shield has been soaked in the anointing, some of that stuff that hit us is not supposed to be hitting us because your shield is dry. You got a crack in your shield. Lord, help us, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Help us, Lord. Okay, got two more scriptures for you. All right. We got to have the washing of the word. And we have to have the sword. You remember Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, talked about having the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. If you ain't got no word, you, you can hang it up. Somebody said, well, I can study by myself at home. Come on, y'all, let's get real. I'm going to come on down on this one. Let, let's get real. How many of us really, truly, through the week, sit down, spend hours in the Word of God, spend hours in the Word of God, and, de- and, and have devotional time? And sometimes we wonder why we're going through pure hell. The Word is not washing. You're not, you see, it, Holy Spirit, I hear you. It's just not about praise and worship right here on Sunday morning. Praise and worship is 24-7. Every day of your life, you need to be worshiping God. And make sure your worship is not about you, but about God. Because, see, when I come up out of worship, I want Brenda to be set down and God elevated. If you want to see me, I want you to see God. I don't want you to see me because I'm a hot mess when you see me. You remember the scripture says, ain't nothing hidden. You can think that you got stuff hid. But let me tell you, the Holy Ghost will bust your bubble every time. You got to sit and you got to spend some time with God. You got to worship. You got to praise God. You got, you got to use the shield of beauty in your house 24-7. Just think about how, many, how much he comes up against you through the week. Why in the devil would you wait to Sunday to come and praise and worship? When you've been fighting all week long. Think about it. You got to eat the word. The same way y'all got to, you know how it is. Through the week you cook, you eat. Sometimes two, three meals a day. Then you got a little snack too. Well, what about your spiritual food? Boy, I guess this is it's tight, Sister Marcelette, but it's right. And you know what? And if we're guilty, just take the shoe off. So, Lord, have mercy. Help me. Help me, Jesus. And you know what? God is so merciful. He's so kind. He loves us so much. It's okay. You can start again. See, that's how God is. Well, let me give you, let me give you this last scripture here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Are we still good? Got a crack in your shield. You're dry. See, when you're dry, you become bit, brittle. See, when that fiery dot hit that dry shield, see, if you're not merging in the Word of God, you're not washing yourself in the Word of God, if you're not soaking yourself in the anointing, when, you, when you're brittle, that, when that dot comes, see, they say it's, it was not, not a normal dot. It says a fiery dot. That means there's some fire on the end of it. How many of y'all been getting some fire here lately? And you know what happens when, when you're brittle, when you're dry, and when that dot hits, that fire spread all across that shield. It'll burn it up. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, the Word of God. You've got to take the shield of faith. We got to have faith to work together, to operate together, and come into unity. Last scripture, the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 
chapter number 21. Isaiah chapter number 21. Wow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter number 21, verse number 5. Isaiah chapter number 21, verse number 5. Now, what does that first word say there? It says, prepare. How many of us sit down and prepare the table that the Lord has set before us? The Bible says the Lord has prepared a table for us, okay, before our enemies. Now he's saying, prepare the table. Then he says, watch. Where are you going to watch from? Watch in the watchtower. You've got to go to that elevated place, Okay? You, you got to watch. You got to watch. You know, Dr. Manley said this the other, other day, and I think he might have said it in Bible study. Or he may have said it in me private. I don't know. He said, well, you, can, you can look into a person's eyes. A person's eyes is the window to their soul. You can look at a person through their eyes, and you can see what their soul is really like. Your eyes. Your eyes. So have you ever thought about why people don't like to look at you in your eyes? Because you can read them. It says now, I'm thinking Holy Spirit. Going back now to the scripture, it says, prepare the table, watch in the watchtower. Then he says, do what? Eat and drink. Honey, you got to dine in the word of God. This, you can't be skipping no, in this day and time, you best not be skipping no meals. I'm talking about spiritual meals. I ain't talking about, some of us need to skip some physical meals. Can I get an amen? That includes me too. Amen. Amen. You need to skip them kind of meals, but you do not need to skip spiritual meals. And then he goes on and says, he says, eat, you got to drink. And then he says, after you do all that, God says, arise, be resurrected. Huh. You can't get resurrected off of, off of uh, physical food. It gives you a little energy for a little while. But that spiritual food, what they say, it allowed the man of God to go, go in 40 days. He ate, he ate. He went in, in that, 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 that journey for 40 days. And then he goes on to say, ye princesses. And then he says, anoint the shield. Let me tell you something. If you drive this morning, dip, take a dip. Take a dip. Take a dip in the word. Take a dip in the word. And sometimes we need to be dipped more than one time. And then after that dipping, then you take that oil of anointing of God and you just soak your shield. Because when them fiery darts come and you, if you, if you washed in the word and you have been soaked in that oil of anointing, it cannot penetrate. See, we need to individually, not corporate. See, this is not a corporate message. But yet it is corporate, but it's an individual message. Because we all need to check out where our shield is. Is our shield bitter? Is it brittle? Or have we been washed in the word of God? Have we been soaked? You know, rubbed in real good. Has the anointing. You know, when it comes down to olive oil, you, you got to rub that stuff in you real good. So you can quench every fiery dot. From the adversary. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. A crack in your shield.